0: IVM.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Munish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. On today's episode, it's the award season. We gotta talk about the awards. We gotta talk about the MVP award, in fact. It we a few weeks ago we said it was a it was a runaway. We said Jokic because MB does miss games, Harden had missed games, KD had missed games, LeBron had missed games, everyone was missing games, and we said Jokic was a runaway. But is it though? Because Steph Curry had a kind of a month that nobody ever had. <laughs> he averaged 38 points over April and May. Average 38 points. You're know, shooting 10 threes. Like he shot 10 threes this season, than more than anyone else has in their career. In the career so
0: yeah.
1: it's a career year for Steph. He he has a he has a season where he's won the unanimous MVP. And this year was probably better than even that. <laughs> Except for the league rank, I think he has better numbers, almost as good as that year where he's won the unanimous MVP. So he's had an incredible year. But Jokic was a runaway leader. He's played every single game. Yeah, he, that's insane. I mean, players kept getting getting injured around yeah, him, even yeah. on his own team, but he kept <laughs> on continuing. He led Denver against to the third seed in the Western Conference. It's the Western Conference, a tougher conference, and he led them to the third seed. And I think he deserves the MVP and it should not even be a debate. I think Steph probably should come in second, MB should come in third, and everyone else can follow. But I know you don't agree with this and which is why we're having this episode. So what's the Steph debate? <laughs>
0: I think Zach Levine does, no see okay uh, <laughs> ready ready for this Ashish Shakya, if you're listening um, I am now convinced Steph Curry deserves the MVP this season it goes against a bunch of stuff I said at the start of the season mid season mm-hmm. end of last season pretty sure I'm going to contradict myself somewhere and I'm hoping nobody finds the old footage I'll probably go delete it but I can't it's it's the most insane run that I've ever seen one man put together. In the circumstances that he did it in. Surrounded by rack hot garbage. Absol- mm-hmm. Like my heart weeps when I see the other... Regardless of Steph Curry, just when the other guys play... It's it's like every possession, there's a shacting moment waiting to happen. Like Kelly Oubre gets the ball, I'm thinking tragic Bronson alert. In that environment, for Steph Curry who've lost Clay Thompson devastatingly for another season having already gone through a shit year without Clay Thompson and with an injury he comes back everyone's talking about the splash brothers are going to be back do not write them off they'll be in the western conference finals possibly and then it's them or the lakers probably the lakers but they'll be there and then clay goes out and then they had the big decision with the draft pick to make do they trade do they you know go for broke now or do they draft young talent I think the org fucked up. I don't think they should have drafted Wiseman. If anything, they should have drafted Lamelo. I think they got scammed out of it by Jordan. Um, but, but even then, I don't agree with, with drafting talent right now when time's running out on Raymond and Stefan Clay, They should have gone for broke. They should have made a trade. They should have brought someone in. But who knows? Maybe they're waiting for the free agency this season. A bunch of guys are going to be available. There was a possibility back then that Giannis would be available, but Kawhi could be available, you don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. That's how Steph Curry starts the season. Kind of players, <clears throat> he's missing a few shots in the beginning. is uh, missing everything. Wiggins, what's the surprise? Draymond, bullshit. Like triple singles again and again. Wiseman, okay, he's, I mean, he's new. He's promising, but nothing to write home about. And the rest of the team is bullshit anyway. Uh, Tuscano Anderson, Bazemore, whatever, who cares? Then, then Steph starts lighting it up. And then you come towards the end where they need to go for broke. Because I think towards the start of April or just before, they were in 10th place, barely holding on, teams breathing down their neck. The guys ahead of them were stretching away. And they needed Steph to do something inspired, to even keep them in the running, to keep them in 10th seat. They moved up. They came to the 8th spot. Um, They made significant progress. I think my light went off. Um... Kind of symbolic symbolic of my argument. Uh, they made... They came to the 8th spot.
1: lights
0: off. <laughs> Yeah, she shot lights out there. All right. So, um, and in that stretch, Steph Curry, I think averaged 37 points a game. 24 games. I mean, we're not talking about like a 7 game streak or anything. Mm-hmm.
1: 37
0: points per game, something like close to 6 rebounds. 6 rebounds. Steph Curry, what business does he have picking up a rebound? And... Uh, it's not like five, 5 plus assists, 5.5 or something assists per game. All this, while he was routinely shooting 10-3 pointers a game at 44-45% or higher. There are several games where he did it at 50% or higher. While being, and this is where the argument goes subjective. And this is where to some element the eye test comes in. He wasn't being double teamed. He was being triple teamed, quadruple teamed, pentuple teamed. If they could have it their way, the bench would come on and guard Steph Curry along with the starters. It was ridiculous. I have never, not Kobe, not Jordan. I have never. You take the greatest scorers the game has ever seen, Kevin Durant. I have never seen anyone score the way Steph Curry has, on top of scoring in the kind of under the kind of pressure uh, that he was this season. It's astounding. I am always a big proponent of giving the MVP to players that do things that you've never seen before. Westbrook, first time he averaged a triple-double. Oscar Robertson kind of did it, but it was ages ago. So he got it. The second time he did it, people were like, yeah, we've seen this movie, show us you can do it in a winning team. And then we'll we'll think about it, right? I have never seen anyone put together a display like Steph Curry did while carrying his team to the play-in games. Um, the only argument Jokic has over Steph Curry and I won't listen to PER arguments because again, Jokic is loaded, surrounded by... Forget, forget the quality of teammates. Does Jokic have one player per starting lineup spot without having to play anyone out of position? Who you would consider legit first-teamers in most teams? Yes. Does Curry even have, for most of the season, did he even have one person per spot on the court? Where somebody or the other wasn't being played out of position or... a Square peg in a round, all of one of those things. Nope. So, the only thing Jokic has going for him is league ranking. It has happened way too many times before. I think it's unfair to let that uh, lead the discussion. It's Steve Nash over Kobe all over again.
1: Well, all said and done, I I probably watched like 68 of the 72 Warriors games. So, I watched every Steph Curry game. And undoubtedly, he's been the most entertaining player ever. Right? I mean, who wouldn't want to watch 10 three-pointers in a game? I would. Of course, I'd give that. Hmm? But Jokic has been consistent and it has resulted in wins. He's led... What was the argument against Embiid winning the MVP a few weeks ago? It was that Jokic is a 6-seed, 7-seed, so he wouldn't win it. Now that 6-seed, 7-seed has lost his second best player in the team, Jamal Murray. And they went 13-3 after their injury. He led the Ninva Nuggets over the Clippers, (laughs) over Portland Trailblazers, over the Lakers and they finished the third seed.
0: They okay, he, but you conveniently kind of glided over the fact that they added Aaron Gordon somewhere around when they lost, a little before, in fact, they lost Jamal Murray. Yeah, they, no were, they were
1: they were loading up to win the Western conference, yeah. but unfortunately the injury kind of derailed mm-hmm. their chances. Mm-hmm. But still that did not really deter him. He kept doing what he was doing. He he he's leading in almost every advanced metric statistic, whatever you call it in the league. He's, he has stat lines that only a handful of people have got with the PER and efficient shooting rate and all of that. Okay. He's averaging 26 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, shooting over 40% from 3. for a center. Who passes around like that? It's it's never seen before as well. I agree that Steph Curry's records have never been seen before. At the end of the day, he finished an 8th seed. I mean, it counts for something, right? So, my yeah. point is that the it's MVP. a close debate. I mean, it's a close battle, no doubt. But I, I would just give it to Jokic. Given that he's done this throughout the year, he's played every single game. He's led the Denver Nuggets to the third seed. And they have an easier matchup now. <laughs> they, have, they play the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, most sure, but
0: look, so. I think I've been consistent in saying this and it's true. Uh, I've said this about the Ballon d'Or. I've said this about the MVP. Of any such individual recognition in a team sport, which is mm-hmm. it's not a referendum on who's the better player. It should be a referendum on who's had the more impactful, valuable season. Now, I'm not going to go into full sports debate mode and say when you talk about value, which franchise <laughs> has more net worth and which player bullshit. I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. Um, those kind of convoluted arguments. Um, I think for far too long, players that have been simply outstanding have been penalized because their teams have been dogshit. Mm-hmm. Uh. Where Westbrook was was rewarded for a dog shit team where he was outstanding. I think let's have a repeat of that. <laughs> where in fact at least Tefkari gave some kind of on court impact. Um, the PR numbers are going to be in Jokic's favor always. That's that's always going to happen because uh, when he's dishing those passes around, um, not a usage, not a single usage, rate play is getting wasted because he's passing it to Jamal Mari to pull up from three or... He's passing it to MPJ for an open three. He's passing it to a slashing Aaron Gordon at the rim. These are all high percentage players. Um when Steph Curry passes the ball, you just it's you just wait for the next possession because there's why why are you even watching after that? It doesn't matter. You Wiggins is gonna hit the sideboard, Uber is gonna hit the cameraman. It's just why are we even watching? So of course the PR is not gonna be great. It's also not gonna be great when Steph Curry is guarded by four out of the five uh, defenders on the court. Uh, forcing him to take ridiculous shots. And he still made them. He's, he's still scoring. I
1: agree, I agree. He would have, <laughs> he would have definitely got that 50-40-90 season if he did not take ridiculous exactly. Shots
0: sometimes. Exactly. And he said his three-pointers made per game is the highest mm-hmm. in the history of basketball while being guarded like this. With nobody to create opportunities for him. All those points. Remember we talked about Draymond Green and all the points that he gets. Which is yep. largely credit to Steph, uh, what we call the Steph Curry gravity effect. Where he moves around like an energizer bunny all over the court. He takes 2-3 defenders with him. And so, Draymond gets open shots. Here, he's taking 4-5 defenders with him. And he doesn't even have the option of passing the ball. He's got to make that shot. And yet, in the 24 games where it mattered most, a player who was criticized for not being clutch in the past. That's probably the only criticism anyone had against Steph Curry. In the 24 games that it mattered most, he averaged 37 points a game, shooting like 10-3s a game for fun, surrounded by defenders, still shooting 45-50%, and getting that league spot, getting to that playing rank. In the team that he had, to have put up, he could have easily tanked this season, gone to the postseason, and then come back next season with Clay. Easily. I think there should be a reward for a player like this who kept the TRPs rolling. Who kept the money coming in, who kept the game alive in a shit team that, no, you could pay me and I would still not watch the Warriors if not for the way Steph Curry was playing.
1: Of course, we saw that last season. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, I know. I, th- I think there's enough to be said there for, for Steph Curry. I think it would be a, a large part of why people don't want to say Steph Curry is because there's usually reluctance to change switch at the last minute. I think Jokic has had a lot of time to cement his name. And then, you know, in came Steph Curry. There's that. And there's also the sense of it'll be unfair to Jokic if we switch. My contention is, if you're thinking along those lines, if your mind has even thought of these two things, and not just dismiss Steph Curry at a basketball level, you know there's an argument to be made. And if There's an argument to be made. There's a possibility it could be one. Look, it's going to be close. Whoever wins, I don't think it'll be a bad call. I think Steph has a really, really good shot. And my vote would go to Steph Curry.
1: Alright, I think uh, we should leave it. Uh, I think we'll have our own points. I think it's... I mean, I wouldn't mind it if Steph won it. Of course, I've been a huge fan. and But I just think that Jokic might... If I was voting, I would get... Uh, Jokic would get my vote. Steph would get second. What about a 3-4-5? I mean, who would you have there? Yeah, I mean, hard. any? is it going to be Embiid? Uh, Harden missed too many games for me. to. Yeah, I think he's out. It. Yeah, Harden's out. Harden's this out. is ironic, deserves right? deserves to be in there. Yeah, it's, it's ironic, it's ironic because, because if Harden
0: was here... We'd all be saying he deserves the MVP. Had he played games,
1: yeah. it yep. wouldn't even be close. But you uh, was having triple double as, yeah, yeah. as a point guard. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> That's insane.
0: Triple-double, number one seed, doing things that we never see. Like, all takes all the boxes, <laughs> right? But yeah, he missed games. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. You'll hear Embiid a lot, but here's my counter to Embiid finishing third. I think Giannis should finish third. I think Giannis will suffer from voter fatigue mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. back-to-back MVPs and people are just sick of... Uh, seeing him you him know, maybe, maybe not doing much in the postseason and they want to see that first. Because there are only three players that have won back-to-back MVPs thrice. Right? It's uh, Two of those I'm really not going to count. Will Chamberlain, Bill, Bill Russell, they'll figure in every of these lists and it's just, it's just not fair, that era. Um But then Larry Bird. Larry Bird was the last guy to do it, three in a row. It's not going to happen, sadly. Uh, but given that Giannis is 26, maybe he'll still do it later. Giannis' numbers... We've kind of been scammed into thinking Embiid is all that. He is all that. But some part of that is Embiid lowering the expectations with some truly shit seasons. Where mm-hmm. and, and by shit, I mean for somebody of his caliber, he should be dominating all the time. It should be like Shaq. It shouldn't be like an on-off here and there. You play an away game, you suck, you play a home game, you're dominant. So with those expectations, it just seemed like Embiid has elevated so much this year. He's only just played to his potential, honestly. That's how good he is. I'm not pulling him down. I'm saying that's how good he is. Giannis, maybe it'll shock some people. Look up the numbers. His numbers are bang on par with Embiid. Every category he matches up. The only thing Embiid has over Giannis is league rank. It's not by much. It's not like there's a country mile between the two teams. They've been better, so clearly. But it's not that much. And Embiid's missed games. He's missed nearly a third of the season. So I'd actually say Giannis deserves that third spot. Mm-hmm. I have Embiid.
1: to agree with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's also defense, right? You're going to say Embiid plays both into of the floor. Giannis absolutely plays both into of the floor. he would probably be in the conversation for DPO yet again. Yeah. Uh, right? So, you're... so for me, it's Giannis third. Uh, I don't know. Embiid. What or about think, Chris Paul? I mean, there's a huge
1: uh, huge media backing for Chris
0: Paul. Yeah. yeah I think it, the, his best case scenario is a fifth spot. And even there, he'd have competition with uh, his own teammate. Devin Booker, I think, has a good <laughs> shout at... At the Look. fifth spot, as does Lillard. I think five and onwards, it really doesn't matter. It's just Now he's just ranking for fun. But I think yeah. for me, the top three would be in in whatever order. Uh, Jokic or Steph would be one and two. And then Giannis, I think, deserves uh, thought. You can slot in everyone else okay. later.
1: I think we have to agree on that. I mean, uh, the one and two could differ for both of us. But right. I think number three, yeah, definitely Giannis over Embiid. Uh, league ranking, not much of a difference. If Philadelphia had like a 60-12 season, then I'd probably give Embiid. But they didn't. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I would I would say. And also, he's missed 20 games. So, right. Giannis definitely gets my mm. vote for number three. And then probably Chris Paul. Yeah, um, thinking of Dame Lillard, look, thinking of Luka Doncic. But probably Chris Paul because he took Phoenix Suns to that second seed in the Western Conference, it should count for something. Good. His numbers wouldn't really say a lot if you look at the box scores, but I think it, there's a lot of intangibles that he brings into Yeah, the we're
0: debate. into the valuable of the MVP <laughs> debate now.
1: You have to define what an yeah. MVP is and what the value counts <laughs> for. So, that that's a top five. I think that's a, we pretty much agreed on most points over there yeah. surprisingly, uh, mm-hmm. although the Steph was the UK, it will always remain a debate. But uh, it's a fun conversation. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'll catch up tomorrow.
0: I'm going to slip in one last thing to make Mm -hmm. my case because I don't think it is the strongest case to be made. So, uh, uh, when, so LeBron was vocal about him thinking Steph deserves the MVP. Uh, Maybe that's mind games before the match, I don't know, but he said it. He usually doesn't say it. He's the guy that's always pointing out how he doesn't get praise. Him praising others is just very rare. Uh, So that's one. Uh, So the reigning finals MVP and the best player in the game recognizes you. That's one in my favor who is Jamurant uh, why does his opinion matter it really doesn't but not too many people have spoken out about it so I'm gonna use his name the reigning uh, rookie of the year has also said it and that just adds more weight to my argument well, Okay, I have it your way <laughs> alright man
1: alright bye
0: I'm gonna play the closing out music now so that I kind of let my argument be the last
1: and boom
0: alright see you see
1: you